coming up. All the stuff, all that polishing you do on your car, your car ain't coming. I mean, really, it just ain't, it just ain't coming. You need to polish up, polish your personality. Polish, polish, polish some of the stuff that's gonna go with you so when it gets over there, it'll look good. You, 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 tear, you, you tear some in your favorite pants and you, you know, you wanna take them to the seamstress. You wanna get them stitched back up. You know, stitch up your anger. Fix that up. Stop, stop hating folk. Start loving on people. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. It's a new year, and while you might be working on keeping those resolutions so you can have the good life you've been longing for, Pastor Robert wants us to examine our thoughts and beliefs on what we call good. Join us for this challenging message series, Living the Good Life. Here's the continuation of the message, Final Determination. Luke 16, 22 and 23, back to our story. It says, the time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. Did y'all see that? The beggar, the one with the sores, getting licked by dogs, desiring crumbs from the rich man's table. Poor beggar, he died, and the text just moved right in, and the angels took him to Abraham's side. What's funny here is that it doesn't say anything about his burial. It just says he died, he went to Abraham's side. But in the next verse, as the text reads on, it says the rich man also died and was buried. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? <laughs> Don't you see the world's perspective on this? And when, when a poor person dies, like, you know, Nobody cares. Rich man die. Oh, everybody cares. Pomp and circumstance. Horses and chariots. Why? Because the good life, right? And the funeral exemplifies that it was a good life. according to the world standards. And I'm not saying any of that is wrong, I'm just saying it doesn't typify what true good living is. And we can't be duped to think that if we don't have that, then we don't have the good life. That is absolutely not true. Now the text is not telling us and then we read verse 23 before I say this. Verse 23 goes on and says, in Hades, talking about the rich man, where he was in torment. So the, 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 the rich man died and was buried, but he, he was in torment in Hades. Let me give some context to these terms first. It says that the, the, the poor man, the beggar, went to Abraham's side. Some translations say Abraham's bosom. And don't let that confuse you too much because 
What we have to understand is that before Jesus Christ died and rose, no one could go to the presence of God directly because Jesus, the Bible tells us that Jesus had to be the first fruits of the resurrection. And until Jesus died and rose and went to be in the presence of the Father, no one was going there. Why? Because the sin debt had not been paid. The blood had not covered the sin of the world yet. So, in this text, it's telling us that he went to Abraham. Abraham, who God gave the promise to, that, fled, that flowed from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob, which name got changed to Israel. And the New Testament tells us that even our faith is the same faith that Abraham had. So they say we term Abraham the father of the faith. So he went to Abraham's side. So that represented the good place to go to, the nice place, the pleasant place, the peaceful place, the joyful place, Abraham's side. And remember, Jesus is telling this story. So he hasn't, he hasn't died, he hasn't died, was buried in rose yet. And and so, and then the Hades was referencing the place where those who don't have relationship with God goes. And in the text, it's telling us that the beggar had a relationship with God and the rich man didn't. Now let me be very clear about this. The rich man didn't go to Hades because he was rich. That, that wasn't the, the, the fault or the sin. He and the poor man didn't go to be in Abraham's side because he was poor either. That, that's not the reason. Okay. The, the reason was, and it's implied in the story, that the poor man had relationship with God. The rich man did not. That's why Jesus says in the, in the, in the word that you can't serve two masters. So the poor man, the poor beggar had given his life and put his trust in God. So he went to Abraham's side. Relationship with God is important. As we said, to have, to live the good life, it has to involve God. The fifth truth from the story, write this down. In the afterlife, your faculties will be fully active. In the act afterlife, your faculties will be fully active. Luke 16, 23 through 24, it says, In Hades, where he, talking about the rich man, was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. Okay? They're now in the afterlife. He opened his eyes in Hades or hell, and he saw his eyes were working. Not only did he see something, but he saw someone he could identify that he knew. He identified Abraham. 
He identified Lazarus. He saw him from afar. His vision probably was better than 2020. <laughs> okay, because he saw and recognized. That's Abraham. I don't know what he saw to recognize it because Abraham lived outside of his time. So he saw something that gave him the indication that it was Abraham that Lazarus was with. But he lived in the time of Lazarus, so he knew Lazarus. So he saw him and recognized him. And he saw that Lazarus was at the, the guy that was at his gate begging with sores. He saw him. And then it reads on. So he called to him. His voice works. Are y'all seeing his, his, his eyes is working? His memory is working? His mind is working. You see this? And then his voice worked in the afterlife. See, I, I want to I, I pause for a moment here. Because some of y'all don't want to lift your voice. Today, right now, in this life, can't get you to sing a song of praise. I'm, I'm going to tell you, you're getting ready for the afterlife. You better sing now. You, you better tune it up now so, so when you get to the afterlife that you can sing unto the Lord. Not for the first time. Because you've been doing it regularly. His voice worked in the afterlife. He called. Look at it says. He called to him. To Ab he said, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger. Y'all get this? He knew what a finger was. I'm telling you, his mind working. He knew what a finger. He knew Lazarus. He knew what his finger was, and he knew what water was. He says that he would dip his finger in water to cool my tongue. His faculties was working in the afterlife. See, look, get this. You, you, you don't take your earthly possessions with you to the afterlife. It, it, it doesn't say he had any of his stuff, does it? it, it, it none of his stuff was, was, was with him. He, 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 he couldn't. He, he didn't have a servant to call and say, come, come cool my tongue, like he had in, in the life. So he asked Lazarus to come. So he couldn't take any of that with him. So listen here, because you need to know what you will take with you. And he took his faculties. He was able to see, think, remember. Y'all, that's going with you. I hope you're getting this. Not only that, he took his character. That's why he ended up where he was. He took who he was, his person, his beliefs, his convictions. He took them with him. 
You're going to take your character with you. That's why you need to work on it now. You need to become more like Christ. You need to become more like the character of Christ. You need to get better. That old man in you that used to do, you know, y'all, you know what you used to do. I ain't got to tell you. You know what it was. You want to change that. You don't want that to be the end of your story. You take your character with you. And so that's why he ended up where he was. And then it reads on. He says, dip his finger in, the, in water and cool my tongue because I am in agony in this fire. He knew what a fire was. And he, and he, could, he could feel. You get that? Not only could he feel physically, he could feel emotionally. On the afterlife, you'll be able to be emotional. You'll be able to feel. Your senses will work. He can hear. He's talking to Abraham. He, your ears are going to work. Your eyes are going to work. Your feelings will work. Your mind will work. Your reasoning will work. He reasoned, man. If Lazarus could come, he could cool this off. He was thinking. His faculties was working. You're taking that with you. So it behooves us to work on those things now. They're going with you. All, the stuff, all that polishing you do on your car, your car ain't coming. I mean, really, it just ain't, it just ain't coming. Y'all, you need to polish up, polish your personality. <laughs> you know, <laughs> polish, polish, polish some of the stuff that's gonna go with you, so when it gets over there, it'll look good. <laughs> Y'all, you. <know. laughs> You know, you 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 tear you you tear some in your favorite pants, and you know you want to take them to the seamstress. You want to get them stitched back up. You know, stitch up your anger. <laughs> you know, <laughs> fix that, fix that up. Stop, stop hating folk and start loving on people. We just we just try to fix the wrong stuff. That stuff ain't coming. It ain't coming. The stuff that's going to go with you, you need to work on that stuff. Make it look good in the afterlife. Get your priorities straight. And the rich man knew that Lazarus was in a better place than he was. So he reasoned. Send him to where I am to help me deal with this stuff I'm dealing with. So your faculties will be fully active. They're going with you. Number six, we should lead our lives and not let our lives lead us. We should lead our lives and not let our lives lead us. See, if, if, if the beggar had listened to what the world says about his life, the world said, you got a bad life. If he had let that message lead him, 
He was saw himself as just being bad, not worth nothing, because that's what the world communicates. You ain't worth nothing. We don't even value you. I'm not going to even, I'm just going to give you a crumb, not a full sandwich. Right? If he had let that lead him, he says, no, I'm not going to let my condition on the earth define my future. If he had to let it lead him, he would have let it define his future. But he didn't do that. He built and established a relationship with the almighty God. And so his future, his eternity looked a whole lot different than his earthly life. Okay. I, I, that's something that we all should want to be. I don't want. See, we... Oh, I don't want my heavenly life looking like my earthly life. I don't, I don't care what my earthly life look like. Whether I'm rich or poor, I don't want my heavenly life looking like that. See, I know people mean well when they say this stuff, but we, 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 we got it all twisted. <laughs> we, got it, we got it twisted. Because we think heaven gonna, is going to be like what earth was like. And we try to ascribe it to heaven. Somebody we, we love who passed away, who loved fishing, we say, well, they in heaven fishing. <laughs> uh, uh, <I> mean, <laughs> that's, that's what we say. Well, they, I know they up there catching fish. I, I don't know. I, I, I can't say what all heaven going to be like. God does give us some indication. But I think the, the thing that I would want to say that they up there with God in the presence of the almighty. Who cares about a fish <laughs> when God is present? No, really. Whatever your thing is. I love basketball. I love basketball. But when I get in the presence of God, who thinking about bouncing a basketball? No, really. This is God, the creator. I got all kind of questions, Lord. What? Tell me about this, this, this ark that Noah built. I mean, talk to me, God. I want to say, you know what I'm saying? We like, God, 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 you know, feed me, God, feed me, feed me. Yeah, yes, Scott, set a screen. Give me a screen, God. Give me a screen. <laughs> no. Now, that's not going to be the focus. The focus. I'm in the presence of God. That's the most important thing. Not what I used to like to do on earth. <laughs> so we can't let our life lead us, our circumstances lead us. We got to lead them. And on the other hand, if you live a prosperous, rich life, don't let that lead you. Because what happens on both ends, whether you are suffering, live a suffering life, or even a prosperous life, both of them can be intoxicating. What do you mean by that? I mean, it can control you if you let it. The suffering can control you if you let it. You can start to develop a mindset and let 
that dictate to you when you should be telling yourself that I'm going to renew my strength in the Lord? You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God, and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. You're going to question a man who just brought somebody back to life about his activities. But that's the power of a sinful life. That's the point. The sinful life is so powerful that someone coming back from the dead doesn't convince you not to live like that way. Thank you for listening. 